Greetings, everybody. This is your host, Julio, here uh, for my God in You podcast and also for my YouTube channel. I wanted to, uh, in this episode, do something a little bit different, a little bit shorter than what I normally do. And it was just based off of an idea that I got, based off of a conversation that I had with God concerning why we have to dig so deep within our minds in order to experience something. And I'll, I'll go into the gist of that, of course, in another episode as to why that is. Um, but in that conversation, some of the thoughts that came out uh, through that experience that I had with God is my having to reread certain portions of Scripture. And in that portion of Scripture, you know, this was God revealing to me why his wisdom, when the Bible describes the wisdom of God, that the reason why, the foundational reason, I should say, the reason why his wisdom, when you read it in Proverbs chapter 1, verses 20 through 33, and in Proverbs chapter 8, verse 1 through chapter 9, verse 12, why his wisdom is personified in the female tense as a she and a her instead of a him or an it, and its connection to acquiring faith directly from him within your mind. Now, to begin this journey, I want to just simply inform you that God speaks in three forms of what I describe as awareness or consciousness or enlightenment. And one form that he speaks in is we refer to as knowledge. This is when he is giving you information regarding something. Something. The next form or of awareness, consciousness, or enlightenment that he speaks in is in this thing that in English we understand as the word understanding. This is experience when God is further explaining to you the knowledge that he's revealed to you. In other words, he's giving you details concerning so you have better awareness of the knowledge that he shared with you. And then the third and ultimate level of awareness or consciousness or enlightenment that God speaks in is in this thing that we call wisdom. This is when you get pregnant with the how to birth or produce something into existence in your life that God is giving you knowledge and understanding about. Now we see this in its totality. In Proverbs chapter 2, verse 6, where in that portion of reading it says, For God gives wisdom, out of his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Notice the source from where these things come from. It says that God gives wisdom, out of his mouth come knowledge and understanding. So when we look at the words knowledge, understanding, and wisdom, just simply by uh, some definitive root word perspectives, the word knowledge, depending on your source of study, you might see the word da'af, da'let, yada, or genosis there, if you're looking from the Greek perspective. These are all words to describe biblical uh, forms of the word knowledge. But in simple terms, it just simply means information. One of the deeper perspectives concerning the information that some of the ancient Hebraic people refer to as knowledge as, as is what they refer to as the door. In other words, it's the entry point to you experiencing not just something that God is informing you about, but also he's going to give you understanding and wisdom concerning about. So when we look at understanding, which is the Hebrew word tabuna, it's further explanation of the knowledge. And this is, you know, from a uh, definitive rule or perspective, it's described as spiritual intelligence for the purpose of building or manifesting something. This is like God giving you the blueprint 
you know, uh, using the analogy of a builder. You know, when you get a blueprint, and I've had the privilege of, of building a few houses myself, um, and actually we're, we're, we're living in the fourth one right now, we always get a blueprint from the builder, you know, and this is him giving or her, giving us understanding of this is what the room size is, what we're going to put, these are the materials we're going to put, that's understanding. Now, the wisdom of that building comes in the how-to. This is when the contractors show up, and this is how we're going to do this, and this is how we're going to stage the building process. That's what the wisdom, well, that's the analogy using a construction process. Well, biblically speaking, God speaking, this is the same way it happens. When you're experiencing understanding, this is when you're acquiring spiritual intelligence from God. In other words, Him explaining you the reason or the purpose of building or manifesting something by Him giving you further detailed knowledge concerning knowledge that He's giving you. And then, of course, with that, you should always experience what the Hebrew people call chokmah, what is the word wisdom. This is the skill aspect. This is the how-to. In other words, this is the revelation from God of him giving you some type of mental or physical works that are required in order for you to manifest that, that he's given you knowledge and understanding about. You know, one of the statements that I make once in a while to myself and whenever I get an opportunity to, to teach this in a group setting, and that is this, that God is always looking to impregnate you with his type of faith. So when we look at knowledge, understanding and wisdom we have to understand that that's also connected to a faith or a belief system that god wants you to acquire that already exists within his mind he just wants to transfer it to your mind so that you can make it a reality in your life so the biblical concept of faith is used primarily in five different ways and of course in my book, The Mystery of the Kingdom of God Revealed, I give you a list of those, and I give you examples of that in the appendix. And that, you, again, you can find that in The Mystery of the Kingdom of God Revealed. But the ultimate form of faith is experiencing a personalized acquisition of a belief system concerning something for your life that comes directly from the mind of God. And again, it's experienced within your mind. The scriptures state that this is referred to as a gift that comes from God that is purposed to teach a person how to think soberly or right-minded. And you can see that re reading there in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 10, where it classifies that as a gift or a faith system that comes from God. Such thinking or such faith believing can only come from you hearing the spoken word of God for your life. That's the ultimate form of faith. The essence of this type of faith that comes directly from the mind of God and that is experienced via the kingdom of God within your very own mind is described to us in Romans chapter 10 verse 17. Famous reading here where it says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That word word there is actually the word rhema. You'll hear me say this quite often. Can't no human being teach you about this level of faith because it comes through rhema. It comes from you experiencing the utterance of God within your mind. So when you're experiencing faith directly from God, you're going to experience in three levels and three types of awareness or three types of consciousness, three types of enlightenment. And that is God is going to talk to you about something to give you knowledge He's going to further explain that knowledge, that's understanding, and then he's going to give you wisdom, in other words, the how-to in order to manifest it 
in your life. And I'll give you a few of my brief examples here in a subsequent slide. So we have this famous verses in James uh, where it talks about faith without works is dead. Well, of course, that's true. You can have a belief system, but unless you have works, in other words, things that you must do either mentally or physically in order to have that belief system come to pass, it's dead. It's like a plan having no construction to it. It's like God giving you, again, this blueprint, and you're not doing the work in order to manifest or to erect that thing in your life in order to bring it to pass or in order to manifest it. So God giving you his faith or belief system pertaining to some aspect of your life is the most important use of the human mind where true fulfillment of God's will for your life is experienced and where an iniquity freedom is experienced as well. Remember what iniquity is. Iniquity is like the power that is within the loins of your mind and to use that power for vain or improper purposes. And the original purpose or the reason that God created the human mind is to experience his mind within it as a teaching spirit, right? So if our minds are being used for any other means or ways, then iniquity is definitely present somehow within our thinking process. And unfortunately, many times this comes to us always acquiring knowledge through religious systems that never lead to a person experiencing the mind of God as a teaching spirit within our mind. So we never get an opportunity to get pregnant with the faith of God for our lives. What we do is we make up stuff and we make up beliefs claiming that's us, our faith in God, you know? And as I hear me said before, and I'll say it again, in the initial stages of believing in God, uh, in other words, faith, belief, that's our, that's our portal. That's our entry point. That's, that's, that, that's the beginning. But there are four other levels. And the ultimate level of faith that we want to experience is getting a belief system from God pertaining to different aspects of our life. So faith without works is dead. And we, we, we already know this. And we already know that the original purpose that God created the human mind is to experience his mind within it as a teaching spirit. And again, as I mentioned a few moments ago, this is when faith for your life is continually dispersed from God to you, from his mind, within your mind. This is where, like Jesus, you also become a father impersonator according to his will for your life. So I become, Julio becomes a father impersonator by me living out or doing his will. I'm doing it right now. This is an instruction that God gave me to record this video. So I'm impersonating him by giving you what he's given to me, which is a part of will of my life. In other words, if he were sitting here, and he is, he's within me, then I'm impersonating him. Now, Jesus, I'm not a, a, a Jesus impersonator. You know, Jesus impersonated the Father according to his will for his life. You understand that? And most people, most Christians try to be a Jesus impersonator, but he never said, get like me or do like me. He said, and you'll do greater works. You'll do these things too. Yeah, but greater works. Well, what are the greater works? I mentioned to you before in the prior episode, the greater works are the ones that are assigned to your life. They have nothing to do with number more or nothing greater like you know, raising a dead person or healing somebody. I mean, you can't get any greater than that, you know, uh, bringing somebody from death to life. The greater has nothing to do with those things. The greater has to do with the exact will of God for your life. And of course, I explained that with definitions and all that stuff in other resources. So the, when you experience the wisdom of God, this is the works. These are the things that you must do either mentally and or physically 
in order to manifest it out of your life. And this, we see this in terms of the reason why God's wisdom is referred to as a her and a she. And I'll, I'll just drop it out here. The reason why it's referred to as a her and a she is because that's what actually impregnates you. In other words, that's what actually causes you to move and to birth or to create something. So we can experience knowledge and understanding, but until you get the wisdom, the how-to from God, then you can't get pregnant with the totality of what it is that God wants to give you. Now, I'm going to be real with you. I've experienced knowledge and understanding from God concerning things, and yet I got I impregnated myself with that because I assumed what God was saying. So I got knowledge and understanding, and I got what I thought it was. So I began to assume things so that I began to do my own works. This is what I believe God wants me to create, and I've done that numerous times. You know, and, and in other words, what I was doing is I wasn't I wasn't experiencing the wisdom of God as her voice. I was experiencing, of course, as a voice, but I was experiencing a limited version of it because I didn't experience the wisdom of God. In other words, I didn't counsel with God. I didn't have conversations with God as to, and I was, of course, revealed uh, by God as to the works, whether they were mental or physical, as to how to bring them or how to do them in order to bring that which he wanted me to believe in and want that to be, come out of my life as to how that all was supposed to take place. So going back to my little analogy of the blueprint, I had the blueprint, I had the understanding, but I didn't have the works. You know, in other words, I was constructing on my own. I was assuming stuff. And this is why when you hear the voice of God, you know, this is why the voice of God, according to Proverbs chapter 8, verse 1, it's the Hebrew word kol, uh, Q-O-L, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. But this is when you look at the word kol there, it's actually a reference to why the voice of God is expressed and it's a in a female tense as her voice. And the reason why is this, by definition, that word there, kol, or her voice is defined or described as the voice of a shepherd. And it's also described as the call of the shepherd to the sheep who know him by sound. Let me repeat that. The call of the shepherd to the sheep who know him by sound. Now, this is important in the whole discernment process. We all hear the voice of God. Even the atheist hears the voice of God. They're just not aware of it because they don't discern. They're not looking to discern. They don't believe in God for whatever reason. But as I said with you before, if you have a spirit within you, then that's proof that God is existent within you. So when you're hearing her voice, now I'm talking about her voice. I'm not talking about gender at all. So let's not get that twisted. I'm not talking about male or female. I'm just talking about what females experience when they get pregnant. When a female gets pregnant with a seed from a man, they produce a life, and that would be a male or a female. We see that in the animal kingdom. We see it in other kingdoms in this world, you know, in some of the reptiles and insects. I mean, when they get pregnant with a seed, they produce life. But when they get pregnant, that seed will begin to formulate, and I know this might not sound right, knowledge of understanding of what that thing should be look like based off of what is in the seed. But the how-to is another level of intelligence that is important in that seed. And, and in other words, the how-to is actually causes it to be 
birth or to be created exactly to God's plan for existence. And this is the reason why shepherds are so important. And we find this in John chapter 10, verse 27. And this is Jesus speaking, remember, as God on the earth. He said, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. So a shepherd is really simply a guide. I want you to think Jesus. How did he get pregnant with the wisdom of God and the faith for his own life? The same way that we are to experience it. And that is through acquisition of knowledge, information, remember that, understanding, further explanation of the knowledge, and then wisdom, the how-to. This is how he did it within his mind and how we are supposed to experience in our mind from experiencing that level of information from the ultimate shepherd. And what do shepherds do? Shepherds in the natural, they guide their flocks of sheep as to where to eat. And that's what the inner shepherd does. It guides someone as to where and to and what to consume. So you look at a shepherd when they're guiding their sheep, they'll, once the sheep has, you know, eaten all the pasture and all the grass and this, he gathers them all up and uses his little staff and all this other stuff. And they'll follow him to the next place of feeding. Well, the inner shepherd is the same way. And when you look at a shepherd and a pastoral role, by the way, that's what a shepherd does. This is what uh, the prophet Jeremiah was referring to when he says that God will give you shepherds according to his own understanding and heart and all this stuff. Well, a good shepherd, a good pastor will teach you how to consume or how to get to the place where you can consume or experience a feeding within your mind from the ultimate shepherd. And that feeding will always comprise, be comprised of knowledge, understanding, and wisdom again. And let me just simply culminate or uh, close this little quick video that I wanted to share with you concerning this by just giving you some of the examples pertaining to my own life. And these are some of my experiences and how I got pregnant with God's type of faith or assignments from my life, according to Proverbs chapter 22 and 6. Remember, for God gives wisdom, and out of his mouth come knowledge and understanding. And these happen where for Julio? They happen within my mind when I was meditating and learning how to use my mind for its original purpose, and that is to experience the mind of God within my mind as a teaching spirit. In other words, to be educated by God for every facet of my life. And these, you know, you've, you've heard me talk about these before, and these are just some brief examples. Uh, I remember when God, of course, want, told me that he wanted to take me to a place that I had never been before. This is God giving me knowledge, and that that place was within my mind. He talked about how you haven't been here before. This is what God explained to me why I had not been there before and how my traditional ministry and church life was keeping me from experiencing that because they, they, they weren't experiencing it for their own lives. And this is where the wisdom, the next level of, of conversation came into that experience where God was encouraging me to study and practice meditation to begin the journey to study my mind, to study my thoughts in order to learn how to discern. And this is, of course, the revelation that I gave you in the four prior episodes uh, to this uh, that I have in the four-part series concerning how to discern the voice of God. Well, all of that happened within my mind. So God was giving me a belief system concerning how to acquire his beliefs for different aspects of my life. And that happened through God simply telling me again that he wanted to take me to a place that I had never been before. And that place was within my mind. 
where, you know, and, and it was there all along. The mind of God was there all along. I was just never taught through my traditional religious experiences how to penetrate the mind of God. Another experience, of course, related to this is when God told me to study meditation, to experience him more intimately. This is God giving me knowledge. And then he further explained to me that I need to focus on techniques to still the mind. This is him giving me understanding and not to acquire other doctrines concerning to different meditation schools, which, of course, there is some spiritual doctrines that they will teach you when they're teaching you how to meditate. Well, this is God giving me wisdom. In other words, and the reason why you don't want to do that. So I was just to focus on techniques to use to study or to still the mind. And then once that experience happened, don't, you know, go into anything deeper. Don't acquire their religious belief systems. Another experience that I had similar to this um, that related to this, of course, that was all pretty much during that same time period is when God instructed me to leave the traditional church system. And this is when God was giving me knowledge pertaining as to why that was. And then he began to give me understanding by explaining to you that my season, my season within its structure was completed. And he's telling me why, you know, and all this other things concerning that. And then the wisdom concerning that aspect of my life came when him instructed me to leave the traditional church structure maturely by informing the pastors and then, of course, training my replacements. And that, of course, I did that. Um, so this is, you know, once again, me experiencing knowledge, understanding and wisdom concerning that aspect of my life. Another experience that I've had and I continue to have is that of a husband, you know, back then when God was teaching me that I wasn't a good husband to my wife. And this is God giving me knowledge, even though there was no abuse. And I give my family, my, my you know, uh, this actually came through my encounter experience. Those uh, who follow me are aware of when I had this, this dramatic weekend encounter with God, with God revealed to me that I wasn't a good father to my children. I wasn't an underachieving son to him. And I wasn't a good husband to my wife. And this is, and I didn't understand what that all was. All I knew was something was always wrong, was out of order. And later on, of course, I experienced that what was out of order was that I really wasn't never taught how to truly hear from God concerning my family, concerning my wife, concerning, you know, the works of the ministry, according to his will for my life. You know, that was the reason why I was underachieving son to him and I wasn't a good father to my children, nor a good husband to my wife. So it wasn't that I was, you know, doing any kind of sinful things or abusing my family in any way. If anything, I was a great provider. My family had everything. We had the best. But once again, God was taking me to a deeper level of what a husband and what a father and what a true son uh, does or an offspring experiences when they're being taught by him. So through that experience of God telling me that I wasn't a good husband to my wife, this is him giving me knowledge concerning that. And then he was giving me further understanding of that when he talked about when he taught me that I had experienced him teaching me. How to love my wife, Yvette, as he loves the church. And this, of course, is fulfilling Ephesians 5 and 25. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loves the church. And how in doing so, he gave himself for it. Well, it's impossible for me to give myself to something or how to love my wife as Christ loves the church unless Christ teaches me how that is to take place. And this is when God gave me the assignment to study the men and Yvette's past. This is the wisdom aspect. This is when the, the, I had the aha moment that, uh, and I won't you know, elaborate in the details. Like you, once again, you can find this in the Mystery of Iniquity Revealed when I, when I shared the knowledge about this experience that I had um, in that book and, of course, in other videos. When after God schooled me and told me to study the men in Yvette's past, 
that I realized that Julio was the worst one out of all of them. And the reason why was because up until that point, I had been with her and affecting her and influencing her the most in terms of time, you know, and how I was ignorant concerning not understanding who she was and, and not, you know, uh, uh, doing what I needed to do in terms of nurturing her and cultivating her. And the reason why is because I wasn't nurturing and cultivating myself, you know, and how as a result of that experience, you know, God gave me an assignment, which is part of the wisdom piece, which was that I had to sh constantly show her a man that she has never seen before. And that's the assignment of my life today. And the only way for me to experience or to do that is to constantly have God school me on my marriage and how to love my wife as Christ loves the church. Another experience that I had with God concerning acquiring a faith system, in other words, knowledge, understanding, and wisdom from him is concerning my healing, concerning my stage four liver cirrhosis due to the hepatitis C that I used to have over 30 years ago. So I, I was, I got healed of the virus, but I still had the liver damage. So through that journey, God was telling me, giving me knowledge, saying that in order for my liver to, uh, to heal, that I needed to change the food and liquid choices that I was putting in my body. That was the knowledge aspect of that. And how God was revealing to me another level of understanding concerning that experience in my life when he talked about, when he taught me that he created my body to heal itself and to detoxify itself if I would provide it with the right healing nutrients. And this is when God schooled me on studying, you know, food systems. And, and this is when I got the revelation of what acidic foods and, and what alkaline foods were. And this is part of the wisdom part. This is when God, again, told me to study food. And this is where I got the revelation of what alkaline and acidic foods and liquids do to the body and how they hinder, uh, especially acidic foods, the body when you're trying to heal and how we can actually heal ourselves just by putting the proper nutrients within it. And even in some cases, fasting from food and liquids so the body can heal itself. So this is an experience that I had with God and I still have with God whenever I find my diet or my physical body out of order. I will, once again, get a, a, a re-schooling of God pertaining to that. God reminding me, hey, didn't we talk about this before type of stuff? Another example that I had concerning God in terms of acquiring a faith system from him, which consists of him giving me knowledge, understanding, and wisdom, is this whole book writing, writing process. And this is when God you know, simply told me, I want you to write books. And this is God giving me knowledge as to why. Uh, and then he, him sharing me key biblical words and concepts through more insightful perspectives that reveal the ultimate purpose of the scriptures and how their understandings led to my experiencing his voice within my mind. So all of these things that I'm sharing with you, all of these processes that I went through when I was learning Hebrew and the ancient perspective and the Palaya way of doing things and meditation, all this stuff, all that stuff, that journey, I documented within my books. And this is something that I was supposed to do because it was supposed to be shared with other people that are on that same path. So this is where, again, God was giving me, you know, once again, I'm not a book writer at all. I have bad grammar. This is where part of that wisdom aspect, like, how am I going to do this? I've never written a book. And, you know, I had to have a friend, uh, Tony Rogers, who explained to me what that process was like. And he was actually a big part of, of that process. I'm very grateful for his uh, influence in my life. But how through that process, God instructed me, especially in that aspect when he was giving me understanding as to why I was supposed to write, how I was supposed to put my newfound scriptural understanding in documents. And at that time, it was Word, Word documents and paid documents when I switched over to the Mac and all that stuff. 
And so I had all these documents that I was writing about different things in order to produce a book, but I didn't know how to do it. So part of the wisdom aspect, in other words, the how-to again, was God was encouraging me to find an editor, a graphic designer, a book formatter, and reviewers, and to create my own self-publishing account. And this is, again, part of the wisdom. This is the how-to, and this is how it all came to ha happen. And this is how, you know, these three books came into reality, you know, over a thousand pages over 400 footnotes of just content that when you read these here and you understand the definitive root word perspectives of key biblical concepts, you realize that the original purpose that God gave us the written word is to experience the spoken word and these forms of awareness of, of knowledge, of understanding and wisdom, just like Jesus experienced it as a human being. And all of that to say this and to summarize this video is this, is that throughout this whole journey, of me experiencing God, um, what I'm always looking for is truth from him, directly from him. Truth, again, is the language of God, but it's also a belief system that comes from God when you understand what the Hebrew words emet and emuna mean. So when I'm looking to experience God within my mind, primarily um, in my meditation time, in my mornings, uh, I'm looking for an education. And normally, if God is trying to school me on something, I'm always in my mind. I don't want just to hear a word from God. I want explanation of the word. That's understanding. I don't want just only knowledge and understanding or explanation of the word from God. I also want the how-to. I want God to talk to me, to teach me what I got to do mentally and physically if that is a requirement in order to manifest that belief system that he wants me to have pertaining to some aspect of my life. So I hope that this uh, shorter than normal video has been a blessing to you. As always, remember that the greatest learning environment that you'll ever find on this earth is already inherently placed within you. And that environment Jesus referred to as the secret place. He also referred to it as the kingdom of God. And that place will always come with an experience of you experiencing, of course, the teacher of that environment. And that is God. That's the Spirit of Christ, the Lord, the Holy Spirit, whatever you want to call him, the name or whatever, Jesus, God, Father, whatever. I know him simply as Father. That's when you experience him as a fathering and as a guiding and as a teaching spirit for every area of your life through three levels of consciousness or awareness and that is you experiencing him in order of you act, uh, uh, in the order of, or the experience of you experiencing knowledge from him pertaining to something in your life and explanation of that knowledge. And of course, the how to him giving you the instruction so that your faith is coupled with work so that his faith that he gives you is not dead. It comes to fruition depending on whatever it is, whatever area of your life. And it can be anything. So until the next episode, stay encouraged and stay blessed. And always remember, God is already inherently present within you. The question is, are you experiencing him as a teaching spirit? Mm -hmm.